Welcome to Menu, the Feel Good Food Stories podcast. Whoop, whoop. Okay, so I'm serving up a starter, main and dessert of good food, chat, joy and laughter. And that's going to be from myself and my brilliant guests that I have on every week. There's a big dollop of food joy. So pop your napkin on your lap and let's get stuck in. Hello, this week on Menu, my guest, which is your guest, is the fantastic Adam Hayes. Okay, people in Brum, they'll know, they'll know who Adam Hayes is. He's a hospitality and sales professional, he's a stroke survivor, and he's a charity ambassador. And he's actually, I thought it was quite funny actually, when we had a chat, I met him in Bourneville on the green and um, that little cafe there that we <laughs> talk about in the interview. Yeah, chatty, funny, quite liked him. So yeah, he is the main guest this week. Also, I talked to a couple of friends. Well, I say I talked to them, they were there when I went and visited another restaurant in the Birmingham restaurant festival i don't know how many i've gone to now probably too much but yeah so i've got an interview with them on that we go through the menu it was pretty good there we went to coat so have a listen to that and then i talk about the bear now food people will know the bear and i now know and i feel like i fancy the bear and the bear is just not my type generally i know his name's not the bear his name is carmy <laughs> But I think I fancy him, not my type, but I fancy him. So there you go. Anyway, all of that and much more in this week's menu. Right, right, right. Okay, so late to the party on this. But to be honest, I'm not late to the party in the sense that the bear, you know, that culinary genius that is a programme heard about it when it first came out but I think it's on Disney and I didn't have Disney so I was like oh how am I gonna watch it anyway I've now managed to watch it and I'm on series two episode three yeah so I just thought I have to do this little piece because do you know when Sid goes round Chicago eating all that food I'm just like can I please be Sid and do that? I'm actually watching it now while I'm talking to you because I just saw it. And I was like, oh my God, I need to talk about this because I would absolutely love that. I'd absolutely, that would be like heaven for me. Just all different types of food. I don't know if I could eat it all in a day. It might be a bit much, but I'm guessing she didn't do it all in a day. But yeah, just proper just proper i really really would like to do that it's actually making me want to go to chicago <laughs> and go on a food tour yeah that's i think that's what i need to do yeah anyway i just had to tell you so yeah there you go the end mmm <laughs> I headed over to Bourneville Green in Birmingham and I went to meet Adam Hayes. Adam is a hospitality and sales professional. 
He's also a stroke survivor. Um, this year marks 10 years. Well, it's 10 years since he had his stroke. And he tells us a bit about that in the interview. But he also talks about how he got into hospitality, what he does, and his food memories growing up. I really enjoyed my chat with Adam. We had a good laugh. And um, <laughs> yeah, he was good fun. So have a listen to Adam. Laughing at the start of it already. <laughs> so I'm here. I'm here with Adam, <laughs> who's making me laugh already. Shouldn't be happening, but he is. So, um, we're at, well, how do you see? We're talking about names. How you say things? How do you say this? Say what? This, this place. Cafe Neon. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, Cafe Neon. I thought it was like Kefalonian because <laughs> it had a Greeky Cafe thing. Neon, yeah, unless I'm wrong, no, but I think it's a play on another one. No. Okay, no, I thought unless he was... I've been saying it wrong for about five years. It's because it's got like a Greeky thing. Yeah, it's a Greek uh, concept. Yeah. The owners are Greek, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, mm. all right, well, that's that one clear. We'll up. have to Google it, it'll mean something. <laughs> I think we need to, no, if we Google it, we ain't going to hear what it is, though, are we? We'll that's... have to ask the owner, you oh, know them. Oh, I'm sure our audience will know. <laughs> <laughs> Start making me laugh, Adam. My God. Right, okay. So, firstly, Adam, yeah, describe kind of what you do. Okay, so I do hospitality consultancy. I work with bars, restaurants, mm-hmm. hotels, and anything hospitality based. And um, basically, we do um, social media content creation and we also work with venues we can do like menu design uh staff training implementing service standards steps of service etc in the past i've done relief management as well um and then obviously prior to all of that i i was managing bars and restaurants myself so all i've ever done is hospitality Wow, okay, that's a long list there. And I know you're not like, you're like an adopted Brummie, I guess. Well, what would you, what would you call yourself? It's a weird one, really, because I, I was born in Nottingham, yeah. but raised in Birmingham. Okay. And then when I was old enough, yeah. I, I left Birmingham as yeah. soon as I could. And I, <laughs> Why is that? Well, to get away from my mum. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, to, um, no, just to spread my wings a little bit. And I went back to Nottingham with a, with a job. Yeah. Um, and Nottingham's home from home, yeah. you know. So I'm kind of... I love Birmingham and I love Nottingham as well. So, yeah, I'm kind of split in half, really. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough. Okay, so we know what you do and, like, kind of where you fit into hospitality. You do quite a bit of everything by the sounds of it. So, like, how did you actually get into it? What, was there anything that made you think, I really want to work in this area? Yeah, my big sister. So I'm the youngest of three. I've got two older sisters Mm. and my eldest sister, Dawn, Shout out, Dawn. Um, she was quite well known in uh, the hospitality industry as I was growing up. Uh, she ran um, a quite a popular bar restaurant on Broad Street called Ipanema, oh, yeah, which yeah. is now Cavalli. Mm. It was a really cool concept. My sister was part of that, and uh, before that, it was the Radio Cafe. Uh, BRB Studios yeah. were above yeah, it. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, even back then, Jeremy Kyle was on the radio and mm. people like that. Um, but yeah, so. My first ever job was working for my sister's friend at a bar called Serco, collecting glasses. Oh, yes. If you remember Serco yes, back I in the I mean, I served like Jurassic 5 there and people. Oh, it was okay. unbelievable. Oh. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Just like a weekend job. And then I went on to work for my sister, who then got me into a role with um, The Living Room when it launched in yes, Birmingham. Yes. And that's who I went to Nottingham with eventually. Oh, right. Yeah. So wow. it's just about 
who yeah. you know, really. Yeah. But um, I fell in love with hospitality as soon as I started doing it. Yeah. And um, to be honest, I'm quite good at it. Yeah, so. fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You know, get your trumpet out. Mate, I'm not good at a lot of things, but <laughs> I, 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 the service industry comes naturally to yeah. me. And I really enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so let's go back to, well, how long was you in Nottingham for? So about 12 years. Oh, okay. um, all in all, I stayed there. No, hold on. Yeah, about to, so I went when I was um, just turning 18. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, I left after my illness and came back home yeah. to uh, manage my treatments in Birmingham, closer to my family. Okay, right. So I'd, I'd probably still be in Nottingham now, to oh, be honest. Right, yeah. okay. But I, ca- I came back to be close to my family yeah. and sort of... Re- uh, uh, centralise my hospital treatments. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll talk a bit about that later because okay. it's, it's a big part of you and um, yeah. <laughs> I think it makes you kind of who you are really. Yeah. Which is, uh, yeah. Quite funny. So, not not that funny, but you know what I mean. I know what yeah, you mean. Yeah, cool. So, um, growing up then um, in Nottingham, like who made the food and what was the kind of food you loved to eat? Oh my God, do you mean like growing up with my family? Yeah, yeah. Well, mum and mom and dad split up when I was uh, quite young. Yeah. So I, I was, I called them my girls, but I, I lived with my mum and my two sisters. Oh, so okay. I was the only boy. Yeah. And um, I used to love cooking with my mum, oh. if I'm honest. But um, I think food memories really, l- looking back now, is, is to show how much mum struggled at the time. Right. Because we'd make a lot of what I'd call pancake day kind of recipes. Mm. So like Shrove Tuesday and uh, and and in that um, in that sort of ilk, if you like, um, go through the cupboards and cook what we've got, yeah, you know, yeah. because money was hard and yeah. mum was struggling to raise three children. M- my father died yeah. at a young age. I was 13, okay. despite them being separated. That that was also very difficult from 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 my mom. Yeah. And looking back, I remember thinking, my mom's so cool. Like we cook pancakes all the time. Yeah, yeah. And I used to see it as like my mom's giving us a treat all the time. But the reality was, yeah. it's all she could afford yeah. at times. Yeah. So when we'd make rock cakes together and things, and I mm. think it was really great fun and yeah. naughty and buttery and sugary yeah. and whatever. It was it was more a case of it, actually we were scraping together yeah. to put food on the table. Yeah. But I think that's where my love for food comes from because um, when you cook from scratch it's amazing what you can put together and I think that that's lost on a lot of families at the moment especially we're seeing now in the cost of living crisis and you know those basic cooking techniques and things you can do with a a pack of eggs and and butter is just incredible and um, I think that um, I think like I'm forever in debt to my mum for teaching me the, the basics growing up you know I totally get that. I totally hear what you're saying. It makes you resourceful as well. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I do that story. Um, yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember when <laughs> my mum always laughs because, um, like, I don't know, there wasn't much food in the fridge at one point, and uh, like there was basically like a sausage, some tomatoes. There was like butter and, you know, the stuff that you normally yeah. have, butter, butter, flour, sugar, that kind of thing. And I had made, there's like half a, like a dry onion or something. Anyway, yeah. I made a pizza base, yeah, and then I put, I like, got the tomatoes that were left, put that as the kind of like the sauce. Mm. And there's a bit of cheese, like a little bit of cheese, put that on, got the sausage, cut it up into like minuscule pieces. Yeah, sounds but- like easy, <laughs> You're just so out of order. <laughs> anyway, 
and just walk off. I feel like I'm going now, but yeah, I made this pizza. I'm, I'm a huge and fan. Can you tell? Shut <laughs> 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 up, Okay, so. I'm going to get cancelled, aren't <laughs> I? Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, but it's about that resourceful thing about basically, you know, mm. what's in there, you might do, yeah. and uh, yeah, and you, you, you enjoy it and oh, stuff. Well, if I ever said to my mum, oh, there's nothing to eat, yeah. uh, it, it'd be like cookery class incoming, yeah. you know, like, so it's like, but, but get ready for the wrath of, uh, of a woman that can cook, you know, <laughs> but, but I love that, and I think that that's where... Um, uh, very early on, like my love for food came yeah. in. I remember my sister's not really being bothered about cooking, but I, I always loved it as, as a young boy, yeah. just being able to get messy and cause a mess yeah. and not get shouted at for it. <laughs> and I, I just loved that sort of aspect to it and getting my hands in and, yeah. you know, whether it was like anything from like fairy cakes to, you know, more, more sort of cooking meals and, and putting meals together and, yeah. uh, and seeing and portioning and things like that. It was... Yeah. It was um, at the time, I didn't realise it was such an education, but as I grew older, and I lived on my own from a very early age, and, um, you know, I, I found myself doing all these techniques my mum taught me, and, and then you realise, actually, this is a life lesson, yeah. this is a life skill, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think definitely. it gets overlooked. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I hear what you're saying on that. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about, because um, I know we, we had, like, we've had, like, little chats through Twitter. It's a bit weird, really, because yeah. it's a bit like... Oh, I don't know, but I know uh, you. Yeah, you know, know that weird so social, social media. It's weird, isn't it? When you meet them, met. you're like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> but your one has been <laughs> an interesting one. <laughs> you're very honest and it's making me laugh like yeah. this. <laughs> been saying. But I feel like it's just a natural way. Do you know what I mean? You're not trying to yeah. put people down or whatever. You're just... It's just yeah. you. I quite like it, and I think the vibes you know, are right. I think a lot of people in the hospitality industry are like me. Yeah. But they're also um, associated with venues, or uh, they have commitments to people, so that they they can't be as honest all the time yeah. as they'd possibly like to yeah. be. Yeah. Um, I try not to upset people, but it, it does tend to happen. <laughs> but uh, no, I think honesty is uh, the best way to be. And yeah. um, look. You know, uh, I, I say a lot of things in jest, yeah. and sometimes people take it the wrong way, but that's up to them, isn't it? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Okay, I wanted to talk, um, touching on kind of what you mentioned earlier about your injury. And yeah. so, how has that kind of, it seems like it, well, it shaped you as a person, but like, is there any kind of like real life lessons that you've got from that that you could say to other people? Do you know what? It's been tough, but. Dot, yeah. Dot, dot. Yeah, I think, um, well, just to, just to go into a bit of background. Yeah. So this year marks my 10th anniversary as a survivor. So 10 years ago in December, I woke up in Nottingham paralysed from an AVM bleed in the left side of my frontal lobe. Mm. Wow. Now, investigations since have found that I was living with an aneurysm okay. that didn't cause me any sight loss or problems or headaches mm. or anything. So... Um, it, it went unknown, noticed, you know. Um, but obviously, there is always going to be things that affect it. Why did it bleed, etc. But it got to a point in uh, where the blood vessels were working too hard, and okay. it, and it and it and it bled. Yeah. But um, I think 
what we what I've learned mostly is about hidden disabilities mm. and um, mental health yeah. issues. Now, I've struggled a lot in in my life growing up mm. with mental health, but it was always anyone I ever saw, doctors or psychologists or whatever, they always put it down to me losing my father at a young age. Okay. Whereas... Um, and I remember like seeing my sisters go on and live their lives and, mm. and I, I always used to beat myself up thinking why can't I get over this yeah. you know like I can't I can't let it go mm. but actually where my aneurysm was in my brain is where you control your mood and emotions mm. so now doctors say to me we're yeah. not surprised you've uh, struggled with depression because yeah. it's literally you, you know you have this aneurysm where all your thoughts and mood right. is controlled right. So there's, there's so much learning after a stroke. Okay. So do you know when you talk about like looking after yourself like and food and stuff, does that make a real difference, the type of food you eat? If it's very, I th- you know. I th- diet will make a difference to any lifestyle, whether, uh, you know, I, I eat out a lot. Yeah. And when I'm at home, I, I, I tend to eat badly. Oh, okay. I, you know, say, well. Yeah, no, I, I, okay. I, I, I can eat quite badly because I live alone and yeah. there's no one there to say pizza again you know <laughs> or whatever but um yeah but but i do i do try to uh you know i, I drink loads of water yeah. um I, I go on my walks and yeah. stuff but but wh- when i go out i tend to order more healthier options oh, okay. when i go out yeah I, I mean even in like fine dining restaurants yeah. I, I i always love like seafood courses and mm. You know, Thai food and, I mean, Chinese food. I eat a lot of uh, dim sum is steamed and mm. a lot of it's good for you, yeah. you know. Um, so it, it might look like I live an unhealthy lifestyle if you look at my Instagram. <laughs> but, you know, it's it, there might be uh, one dish that's more photogra- uh, photogenic than others. Um, but if I just took a picture of my greens yeah. and stuff, no one would <laughs> like my post. So, yeah, you know, it, I think life's about balance, isn't it? Yeah, so. 100%. I, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not one of these. Even after my stroke, you know, the people are like, "Oh, you know, you shouldn't be out, or you shouldn't be drinking, or you shouldn't be this." Uh, doctors disagree. Do- doctors will say everything in moderation. I mean, obviously, there's limits to that. But yeah. you look, you've got to live your life. Yeah. You can't stop living your life because you've had, a, uh, you know, something serious happen to you. Yeah. If anything, it makes you love your life even more. Yeah, um, and look. You know, food and wine is something that I'm never going to stop loving, you know. It's always going to be there. It's probably keeping you going, do you know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's something to look forward to, isn't it? It's a positive thing. So through the week, I'm drinking water all week and going on my walks and, you know, a few few, uh, home-cooked meals, stews, whatever. Mm. I mean, it's pretty healthy, really. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> and then, and then if I if I've got a nice meal to look forward to somewhere, like fourteen courses or something, bring it up. <laughs> Is that all? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Look, life's for living, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I totally agree. I'm a firm agree. believer in that. I totally agree. I just wanted to ask about like transferable skills because obviously, when you had um, your illness, like, yeah. what do you think? Like, you've been your big transferable skills because you used to work in hospitality yeah, for London. Mean, I, I was man- I was managing um, a craft beer concept. Um, uh, pub and dining concept, mm. if you like, in uh, Nottingham when I had my stroke. So, 
I mean, I was working a lot, and uh, it's obviously the physicality of hospitality management uh, isn't lost on anybody. I think yeah. even people that have never worked in the industry understand how gruelling yeah. and taxing it can be. I think we see it more nowadays. I mean, there's been a lot of films recently about chefs and the hours they work and the stressful environment. Some of them I find a little bit offensive because they kind of act like it's pure debauchery and everyone's living this unhealthy lifestyle. But I, I, I don't... I, not every and not everyone is the same we don't all scream and shout at each other it's not it's really not that mm. drastically terrible to work in i don't want to put any young people off hospitality because what you see in the movies is heavily dramatized but anyway i digress but um yeah so after my stroke you know i was paralyzed i, I had to go through physio to uh, gain my strength and uh, i i had electrolysis treatment and all sorts of uh, water treatments. Uh, I had to learn to walk and talk again. It, it became clear very quickly that I wasn't ever going to manage restaurants and run around 70 mm. hours a week anymore. Mm. Um, there was a time panic for me because I, I, I thought, oh my gosh, what am I going to do yeah, yeah. with the rest of my life? What, how am I going to work or whatever? And my family were, you know, they were so good saying to me that's not something you need to worry about you know they're, they're like oh don't stress about that yeah. you, you just get better and but but you do stress about that yeah, because you miss your friends in the industry mm. but then that's what brings me into where I am now because of my friends in the industry and I've got so many people to thank mm. because during my recovery when people weren't seeing me they know I have a presence on social media I even back then I mean we're talking like 10 years ago yeah. I still had an audience and a, and a strong network of hospitality professionals in the Midlands yeah. because of my jobs and where I've worked and stuff uh, and they came to me saying can you share this are we doing this or we're launching this or can you share this yeah, yeah. so they were keeping me occupied they knew I was at home and yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. you know I, I, I was paralysed so, um, so that sort of and then I set up hospitality almost overnight. Mm. And I was thinking, oh, what am I going to do with this? And, and then people started, I started using that platform to share all oh, these things. Yes. So it wasn't Adam, Andrew Hayes sharing yeah. things. It was Hoot Hospitality. So it was more of a uh, professional forum, if yeah. you like. And then from that, every year it's just something, <laughs> it's grown a new arm. Um, to be honest, so so now predominantly it's content creation, videography, because uh, that's what everyone wants, yeah. you know, sexy videos and things like that. I mean, um, but the, you know, there was a time when I was getting better. I did took a couple of relief management roles, and mm. that was more to test my physical abilities. Okay. To be honest, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I didn't tell the clients that at the time, but I, you know, obviously, I pretended I was really looking forward to the job. But when actually, mm. it was really really tough. Yeah. Um, because that you know your world slows down after stroke yeah. and uh it's just a really difficult thing to come to terms with so i've moved away from the physicality mm. uh, physical roles and i've tried to concentrate more on uh things that I, the ways i can support the industry from home or remotely okay yeah okay yes yeah, so you've made that conscious decision knowing yeah. like what you can and can't do it's really I, important I, to understand what you're good at and I, what you're i not. think so, it's about managing your stress levels yeah, yeah. um I don't want to be in a position where I make myself poorly and yeah. I have at times took too much on. I, look, I, it's been no means an easy ride yeah. this last 10 years. I've made mistakes. Um, I've took too much on. I've put myself in stressful situations when I knew I shouldn't be in them mm. and then ended up 
making a prat of myself or upsetting yeah. people. Listen, I'm going to be completely honest. It's your straight recovery is not like getting over a cold. There's ups and downs. Mm. Your brain is changing. Your moods will change. Mm. There's no rhyme or reason to how you feel. Yeah. Uh, it's very hard to explain to people. Yeah. But um, I, you know, there's ups and downs. There's good days and bad. But yeah. it's about learning from those mistakes yeah. you make and managing your physical well-being and your mental well-being a little bit better mm-hmm. which is something that sometimes i forget to do yeah. well i think everybody does to a certain degree do you know what? Oh, yeah and God. you can get lost you can yeah. get lost in yourself can't you and, yeah. and i take too much on but i'm very blessed that i'm in a position where i, I take as much on it as I, I feel i'm able to yeah yeah, yeah. Well, sounds good so this is a bit weird now so I don't know if you've got any weird, like, food combinations. Do you know, like, people... Like, well, I had one guest who weird. had Ooh. cold... Was it cold mashed potatoes on... And I feel beans? Like it, no, it was oh, on a sandwich. I used to love that as a kid. It was on a sandwich. Mashed potato and beans. Yeah. But Obsessed. That, yeah. But, um... <laughs> oh, that's pretty... Oh, that's my pretty, gosh. Anything weird, like... I don't know. I don't know. Not Maybe really, not. no. I, do you know not. what? I'm a big fan of the classics. So, <laughs> yes. my, my, like, my favourite restaurants uh, in Birmingham are gen- generally yeah. sort of um, not too way out west. Uh, I, ca- okay. I kind of love classic fa- flavours. And, and I, I, you know, like, sir, some chefs tend to overcomplicate dishes. Yeah. And I get that, and it's all very pretty. But sometimes I just think just keep to the basics yeah. and uh who's wants what are a couple of your favorite classics i wonder listen, if one's similar to me french cuisine obviously like when mm. i look, trained and stuff and worked in restaurants it's like you know things like boule base and like uh uh anything like duck confit or mm. like french traditional bistro oh, okay. that sort of dining i, I just love it and oh. you just can't go wrong with it yeah. where do you get that i think french is quite hard in there's the, the best one of my favorite restaurants in birmingham is in mosley oh, called okay. called oh. le petit bois yeah, yeah, they need yeah. our support yeah. they, they are fantastic yeah. but the thing is it's it's just classic french dining mm. this is but but it's like ben is quite intelligent the, the chef there the way he's put subtly modernized touches oh, on his okay. but he doesn't go too far with it oh, okay. so it will appeal to yeah. everybody i've been there but i wouldn't notice that because i'm not a french french you know connoisseur type of thing yeah, but it's just like a lot of british dining is mm. all based on french techniques you mm. know so it, it all stems from the same place yeah, it's just yeah. how it's plated and yeah. You know, the, any f- the, the food I love the most is where the, the love's in the prep, yeah. you know, and all the love goes into the prep and then it's just es- es- uh, executed with ease mm. at the end, you know. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think I think they're always my favourite restaurants. Okay, yeah. cool. Right, speaking of restaurants, dining out, oh, dating, <laughs> have you ever had any, like, weird or interesting um, experiences with people eating like you've been on a date and have done weird things. I've had a yeah. few. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, you remember that? There's one I, I'll tell you about that I won't say where we were, but or who she is. Or who, yeah, yeah, who she is. <laughs> but uh, put it this way: we don't talk anymore. Um, but no, she was so fussy. I actually ended the date. Because oh. I just couldn't deal. Oh. And yeah, it's about it's about four years after my stroke. I was yeah. still very poorly. Okay. And, um, and, uh, you know, I could feel myself getting really stressed with yeah. her because she was like, 
I can't eat that. I don't like that. I don't like this. Just picking apart the menu. Yeah. And then she, then she'd say, I don't like that. What is it? And that was the point where, that was the point where uh, I, I said, look, should we just go somewhere else or whatever? And then I ended up just taking her for a drink somewhere yeah. and then making my excuses and running away. But um, yeah, I just can't stand fussy eaters. Yeah. Like even for years of serving them in restaurants, yeah. I just, I, I don't know how these people get out of bed in the mornings. So honestly, like if you're going to a restaurant, I don't know about you, but I tend yeah. to like, I will have a look at the menu yeah. online or, yeah. or at least understand the concept before yeah. I go there dine. and honestly I can tell you through the years I've served some people that you, you just think do you even know where you are like <laughs> you, you know it, it, I, I find it incredulous sometimes that, that, that you know the way they, they'll go to a seafood restaurant and say I don't eat seafood or, <laughs> or, or you know a yeah. vegan will come to uh, a French bistro and say oh what have you got for me and it's like well surely you would have pre-planned that and looked at the menu and seen what's for you or they say well there's not much for me and it's like well yeah because you know you're not our target audience but anyway I could talk about it forever but yeah that was one day yeah. I, I had to end yeah. rather quickly I just can't stand fussy eaters <laughs> I, I, after, since my stroke my uh, tolerance levels yeah. are very minimal okay. yeah so uh, I, I, I um, yeah I gave her about 10 minutes I think oh, bef wow. before yeah I didn't even order yeah <laughs> When I saw when she started picking the menu apart, I, ju I just thought that was it. Yeah, she's she's just going to do my head in. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. You just know, don't you? Yeah. And that's why I don't date anymore. <laughs> anymore? That's it. No, you're done. No, I, I just um, yeah, I tend to concentrate on things that make me happy. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Which is generally my own company. I love dining out alone. I, I don't know why more people don't do it. Uh, okay, that's I, interesting. I really enjoy it. That is a thing that some people feel a bit funny about. Yeah, so when uh, the brain injury clinic, I, I mean, it, it, this is mad and you probably mm. think I'm crazy, okay. but we practice mindfulness yeah. and um, people talk about take yourself to your happy place. And, yeah. and my happy place, if I'm honest, is... I could just sit in here in the window and yeah. just watch the world go by and have a coffee. That's great. But a trip to town, putting on some nice clothes, yeah. I, I, just on my own, sitting in, you know, a lovely restaurant, yeah. just on my own. Do you know where my, this is for me? Oh. The Oyster Club is oh. such a great place to dine on your own. Oh, yeah, because they do small plates yeah. and you don't have to spend a fortune. Yeah. You can just get a couple of dishes and just sit there and oh. quite happily have a... You have a chat with the staff they're yeah. all lovely and welcoming and yeah I, I like to dine out alone I okay. think more people should do it yeah. but mindfulness it's my happy place dining yeah. out on my own yeah, okay. yeah fair enough you don't have yeah. to talk to anyone like it's great <laughs> and you're very chatty so I just don't understand yeah, that but. but that's what I mean so sometimes it's nice to just yeah. take some a moment to yourself and, and I, I think I give a lot of people my attention in in, in what I do mm. day to day yeah. um and sometimes that can get quite tiring yeah. for me. Um, I struggle with a thing called neurofatigue, mm. which is when, uh, you know, you get so tired, you, you physically can't, you know, there's been times where I've been out in town mm. or like in between meetings mm. and I'll, I'll feel the, the neurofatigue gets the better of me and I just have to go home yeah. and lie down. Yeah. 
I still struggle with that yeah. now, day to day. So yeah. it's really difficult to manage. Yeah. So sometimes just that little bit of time on your own yeah. helps me either recharge my batteries or just switch off yeah. a little bit. Yeah, okay, I think it's that. important. Yeah, yeah. No, I guess it gets you ready for the next time you want to go yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, look, a lot of the time when I'm out, it's events and things yeah. like that. And uh, I, I tend to step back from events now. I don't go to launches anymore yeah. or sell my soul to the devil. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I try my hardest um, to kind of focus on things that make me happy yeah. now. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I like that. And that's where we'll end it, I think. Yeah. Focus on stuff to make always. you happy. Thanks. Brilliant. Thanks for listening to me going on and on and on. <laughs> I love teaching. As mentioned at the top of the show... I've been participating <laughs> in the Birmingham Restaurant Festival. It actually finishes on the 27th of August. So not long now, people, to get your food in. But um, yes, I've been doing that. I might even go again this week, to be honest, just to round it off before it actually ends. I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyway, here's me and a few of my gal pals in coat. So I'm out, I'm out again, always. I've gone back to Coat as part of the Birmingham Restaurant Festival. Been to Coat, brought some friends along. Oh yes, Parvin and Marlene, hello. Hi. <laughs> oh hello. Anyway, just a quick roundup of what we've had. So I had the, what did I have? Olives. olives, olives baguette. Well, we kind of shared them, didn't we? Yeah. Then I had the crab, crab maison, whatever it was called. I had the belly pork, chocolate fondant, and then a mint tea. And what did you have, Parv? Um, we had the bread and the olives, which we shared, which were really nice with the um, Brittany um, salted butter. Yeah, that was really delicious. And then I had the calamari, which was really lovely, nice and crisp and um, beautiful flavour. And then I had the then I had the fish pie, which was nice. And then I finished it off with a chocolate souffle with the dark chocolate, which was absolutely delicious, with homemade vanilla ice cream. Mm, no, it was good actually. Mm-hmm. Bit sweet. Oh, oh yeah, come back your coffee. A very dark roasted coffee. Beautiful coffee beans. So the aroma was nice and the creme on the top was absolutely beautiful. When she saw the creme, her eyes lit up. I've never seen anything like it, to be honest, but there you go. That's a foodie for you. Marlene. Yes. yes yeah, we should share the, the uh, baguettes and we shared the um, olives, which were nice. They were, they were lovely. Yeah. Um, then I had a crap. Same as Karen had, and it was lovely actually with the avocado and all kinds of other little bits in there, so that was really lovely. And then the fish, it's oh, lots of bit, little bits and bits in there. I didn't like the cheese, so I'm not a cheese fan, so I, I, I could take the cheese away, so that was really nice of them to do that. And then I had something with toffee caramel kind of thing with, with ice cream and chocolate. Yeah, just really lovely, very filling. Um, and now I'm on my mint tea, um, just to sort of calm the whole thing down. I also had a glass of lovely rosé wine. I have to say it was really lovely as well. So I, yeah, I can, I can highly recommend it all. It was really lovely. Yes, I agree. I had the wine as well, and it was absolutely gorgeous. So yes. I would recommend Coat actually as part of this Birmingham restaurant festival. Yeah, good service. (laughs) We did put the uh, waitress through her paces. She was lovely. She was absolutely lovely. She was. Smiling throughout. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, yeah. 
Codes on the list for everyone. We recommend it. Thanks for listening and get involved. You can like, comment and follow me on the socials. I'm on Twitter. I'm at CravenK7. That's C-R-A-V-E-N-K-7. I'm also on Instagram and I'm CravenK7 on there. And if you want to listen to this weekly, I know you do, what you'll need to do is you need to follow me. Follow me on Spotify, Apple, Anchor or Google Podcasts and you'll get notified every week and then you can get your teeth into more menu. Also, I suggest you share this with your good friends and your family because they will not want to miss out either. So why not do that while you're there? (laughs) Do it. All right, then. That's me. Thanks for listening. Bye. Yay! Yay! Yay!